Hi, everybody. This is Stephanie from Razzle Dazzle Rabbitry and Yarns, LLC. There's a few quotes I'd like to share with you. The first is from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it is just prior to the introduction in the book, The Rabbit Effect by Kelly Harding. We've learned to fly the air like birds. We've learned to swim the seas like fish, and yet we haven't learned to walk the earth as brothers and sisters. There's one more quote that I'd like to share with you. I simply have to find it in the book. Here it is. And if you've been following my YouTube channel in the comments, you might have seen it. This is by Luis Valdez. You are my other me. If I do harm to you, I do harm to myself. If I love and respect you, I love and respect myself. Maybe that's a bit touchy-feely. Maybe it's too touchy-feely for you. But the book that I said we were going to talk about in this podcast is The Rabbit Effect. And after reading Principles by Ray Dalio and The Name of God is Mercy by Pope Francis, I switched on over to The Rabbit Effect by Kelly Harding. It's only available in hardcover right now. And I wasn't sure what to to expect. It's, it's got this bold yellow cover with uh, these rabbit ears. One is up and one is the tip of the rabbit ear is bent down on the other. And it says, live longer, happier, and healthier with the groundbreaking science of kindness. Um, inside the jacket cover, when you read the little uh, synopsis of the book, a little summary, it also didn't quite paint a clear picture of what exactly was inside this book. What type of book was this book, really? So, of course, you have to sit down and read it. And after reading the, the other two books, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure this one would be a good read. And in fact, this book, I had found it before it was even published on Amazon. And I could have purchased it right away when it was published, pre-ordered it, but I didn't. And I let it sit for months and months and months and months. And it wasn't until after 2020 had ended that I finally went ahead and purchased a copy of this book. So I hesitated. I waited and I have no idea why. Honestly, it's probably because of the cover of it. It's probably because I wasn't looking for a book that was going to tell me how to live longer and happier and healthier with the groundbreaking science of kindness. I wasn't necessarily looking for that book. I was interested in books on rabbits because I'm a, I'm an Angora fiber artist and fiber Angora rabbit fiber animal raiser. So I picked it up anyways, put it on my list of 10 books to read for February and January and February of this year, put it off to the second month. So put it off to February and then picked it up. I didn't know 
that this book was so applicable to such a wide range of things in life. Not just our rabbits, which we'll get to, but to the need for social interactions, genuine social interactions, the need for genuine, authentic relationships, the need to be able to be oneself with others. And of course, your fiber arts business and your fiber animal business is only going to be as healthy as you are. It is only going to grow as good as its employees are. And it's only going to be as strong as your rabbits are and as your yarn is and as the works you create are. And all of it comes down really to you and if you have employees or people you work with to the people you work with. I didn't expect to be as surprised as I was by this book. And I'm always hesitant to say stuff like that because I fear that um, I may build the book up a bit too much. And by the time, if you select the book to read, you might be let down because it's, I've built it up a bit too much. (laughs) So with that caveat, this book explains there was a study done and there were rabbits. They were part of this study. They were being studied for their um, looking into the, the heart health, looking into the how much buildup is in the, the rabbit's veins. Um, some rabbits, they were fed a high-fat diet. They, the researchers were, were not looking for Um, they were not looking for the discovery that they ended up finding. So they had this strange result that there were these rabbits that even though, uh, even though some of these rabbits were fed this high fat diet, they weren't developing the same amount of debris in their veins as other rabbits. Of course, they had to ask why. Why were these? Why was this happening? And they found something strange. The rabbits that were taken care of by one particular uh, postdoctoral student, they fared better. So of course, they said, "Well, what the heck is going on? Why?" And what they found is that this lady. When she took care of the rabbits, when she fed them and watered them, even though all these rabbits, they were research rabbits. They, the breed was New Zealand's. They were your typical, um, typical research rabbit. They were in pens. They were in cages, very sterile environments. She would talk to them and she would hold them, she would basically treat them, give them attention, give them kindness. Well, the rabbits that received that, even though they lived in a cage, they were healthier. 
they were better off. There's so much when I read this that I thought of. Because as you know, I've been bothered by the fractured rabbit community, our broken rabbit community, where, where the indoor rabbit raisers are against the rabbit people who have, uh, who keep their rabbits in pens, and the rabbits who even have indoor rabbits that sometimes spend time in a pen. There's fanatics, there's people who are out there who always free roam their rabbits and say, don't ever put your rabbit in a, in a pen. And these extremes exist on both sides. There's people who say, you know, the opposite side of the spectrum. And and it bothered me because, there, of course, where's the truth? We need to go to the truth because if we go to extremes and we don't search for the truth, we're just harming the human rabbits, the human rabbit bond. We're just harming the rabbits. We're harming the humans with the rabbits. And there's harm that's being done. There's harm that's being done to the rabbit community. And and it needs to be fixed. So of course, I want to know how to fix this. But of course, then I have to understand what's going on. So in reading this book, I didn't expect to find something that applies to that situation. Of course, what I found is what my experience had been backed up by research is that even though a rabbit may spend its time, some of its time, not all of its time, in a, in a pen outside of the house, in a garage or in a lean-to, which is a roof, a roof over um, the rabbit pens with sides sometimes, sometimes not, even though they're outside the house, the interactions, the additional interactions that happen with the rabbit make all the difference in the world. And the care and gentleness and the kindness of handling the rabbit, for example, in shearing, it makes all the difference in the world, all the difference. And this research, these findings, backed up my experience and what I was seeing, my observations, that you can have healthy rabbits outside of a house as long as you continue to provide great care for them, as long as you continue to make sure they have good water, as long as you make sure they have access to great food, as long as you make sure they have access to what they need, such as it, whatever your weather environment is, planning for that and properly caring for them in that weather environment. So in my environment in the snow, that means additional hay, that means additional size, that means that make sure they have a roof, that means sometimes it's um, moving the entire rabbit into the garage or into a heated garage, into a basement that's heated. Sometimes it means, uh, for sure, means adding a hut. It means having exercise pens or fenced in additional areas that the rabbits get out of the pen and run around in. It means when grooming the rabbit, handling the rabbit and caring for the rabbit in a particular way that their cortisol levels, their stress is lowered. It means from a young age as a breeder of rabbits, handling the rabbits gently and with care, those baby bunnies from the day they're born, every day handling them, not, not freak, not, uh, not too long for a prolonged period of time. And this is also based on research, but, um, you know, not handling them too long for a prolonged period of time, but handling them just 
exposing them to humans, which by the way, if I haven't already told you this, there's research and studies on on uh, being able, when you do that as a breeder, especially a breeder of Angora rabbits, what happens is you reduce those cortisol levels, you reduce the uh, fear. And so you raise rabbits that are not scared. You raise, again, let me say that you raise rabbits that when you go to groom them, they're easier to groom because the rabbits are not, they aren't fearful. And for so long, my experience has been that way. And I developed the razzle-dazzle shearing method, this method of, um, again, if, if you've seen the video, if you've seen the video course, if you've taken it with me live, if you've read the book, if you've if you've gone through this, if you're a Best Bonus Bunny member on the YouTube channel and have access to the course, you know I've said this. It's the rabbits you start out with and the breeder they get from, that you get them from, that it matters. The handling of the rabbits during the shearing process matters. And the research is there. And that's what I've been looking for, is the research finding and continuing to accumulate research that backs up my observations that says, no, first of all, there's no such thing as trancing. Go look it up. Look it up. It's not even the correct term. Second of all, that level of fear, level of cortisol that is increased, read those studies. Read the real, true, scientific, peer-reviewed, uh, academic, professional studies, read them. And the world of rabbits needs to do a bit more of that. We need to educate ourselves a bit more of that, on that. And all rabbits are a bit different. But when I say I'm raising an Arthur line of rabbits and I breed my rabbits a particular way and I shear my rabbits a particular way and I, I keep them a particular way, the research is out there, my friends. Some of it's in the book, The Rabbit Effect, where it explains simply just because a rabbit is in a pen doesn't mean the rabbit has a bad life because there's things that often supplement the time in the pen that keep a rabbit healthy, that keep a rabbit happy. There's things that rabbit raisers do. And the other piece of this coin, you know, reading this book, thinking about that, the other piece of this is the stress, and there's research on this, the stress of keeping a rabbit indoors isn't always lower than keeping it outside in a pen. The health of a rabbit kept indoors in a house, a free roam rabbit, isn't always lower because it's what we do as rabbit raisers that matter. And that's what we need to talk about. Rabbits can get accustomed to a house with dogs. They can get accustomed to living in a house with cats. They can get accustomed to living with other rabbits. They can get accustomed to living in a loud house. But not all of them do. Some rabbits find this extremely stressful. How do we find this? Well, the cortisol levels. You draw their blood and their cortisol levels are increased. A house with loud TV, a house with loud music, a house with loud kids, a house in which 
uh, the person is gone during the day but has a cat and the rabbit is stressed out with the cat. There's all sorts of things. There's all sorts of things. In going and searching out this information, my friends, it is not just as simple as what social media may lead us to believe. It's not just as simple as what someone's comment might be in a Facebook group. It isn't as simple raising rabbits as there's only one way. And let's have that conversation. Let's do the research. And I encourage you, between the book Principles by Ray Dalio, between the book The Name of God is Mercy by Pope Francis, and between the book The Rabbit Effect by Kelly Harding, read The Rabbit Effect if you were to just choose one, if you were limited and only had the ability, the time, the resources, the money, access, if you only could get one, read The Rabbit Effect. Because it's worth it for our rabbits, but it's also worth it for us. And of course, that's something I'll have to talk more about later.